Watching my fellow Americans with your host. Yes, yes, it's me. It's me. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Clap for the miracle. Clap for this hair to finally get better. How do we know that you believe that my hair is going to get nicer unless you keep clapping? Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. Thank you for taking this time from your very busy schedule of staying away from everyone and not going outside or going anywhere because the government won't let you and uh, social distancing and forced self-quarantining to join me here far away from you where neither of us will touch each other. We've got a great show for you tonight, guys. This is a Muddied Waters Media production. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Anchor, Twitter, Periscope, iTunes, Google Play, Float.app, Twitch. We're on Twitch. We are on Reddit, I'm told. Couldn't tell you how to get there, but we are on Reddit. So go check us out on all those things. I think I said Instagram. We're on Instagram as well. You can go to muddywatersmedia.com to check all of it out. I'm sure that's all there. We have an Amazon store. Not sure if it's open right now because they got all wonky with selling stuff that isn't food, but we usually have an Amazon store. Check us out everywhere on the internet. Go everywhere. Like it. Follow it. Five star or 10 star, whatever the maximum number of stars is, give us exactly that number of stars and not one single star or even a half star or less. Be sure to hit the bell if applicable. On YouTube, there's a bell. Smash that bell. Not 100% sure what the bell is for, but hit the bell. I'm told the bell is important. I think there's bells on some of the others. Hit the bell there as well. And be sure to share this right now, this very second. The last thing I want 
is for you and your closest loved ones who are all socially distancing to miss out on a roughly hour-long Libertarian podcast on a Wednesday afternoon. Be sure to give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Dad Bod Calendar featuring some of the most sexy Libertarian men that have ever been men who are Libertarian. Again, if you're trying to keep at least six feet away from people, <clears throat> this calendar is a very powerful tool to help that. Uh, because this picture is the nicest picture of all of the ones in there. Uh, it only goes downhill from there. And uh, you can have this for yourself and for the, the, the enjoyment of you and your children. Uh, for the low, low price of only $12, including shipping, go to libertariandadbod.com so you can hang this from your fridge or wherever you would hang sexy libertarian men in your home. Uh, you can get as many as you want, 12 bucks shipped. Thank you so much. And this episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus uh, related to waffles and houses uh, and also, uh, well, a, a chain that is mostly shut down right now, but it's coming back. It's coming back. Uh, my friend Tyler, my friend and campaign manager, Tyler Smith, was recently at a Waffle House in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So they are coming back. This caucus is all about that. I have not gotten permission from anyone to use either of those logos for this. Be sure to get some buttons. Inbox me. You want to get some Waffle House buttons, be sure to inbox me. They're super, super, super cheap. This episode is also brought to you, as always, by the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign. Taking over the Libertarian Party. Taking over your hearts and minds. Taking over America. Taking over the world. So that we can leave you and your pony alone. Vermin Spike 2020. Vermin Supreme. Sorry. Vermin Supreme 2020.com and this episode is always everything on muddy waters media is brought to you by personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law if you are in the tampa bay area of florida and looking for a personal injury attorney well i have some excellent news for you friend chris reynolds will meet your personal injury attorney needs whatever they may be go to chrisreynoldslaw.com the intro and outro music to this and every episode of My Fellow Americans comes from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That is J-O-D-A-V-I. Check, check him out on Facebook. Go uh, to SoundCloud. Check him out there. Go to joedavimusic.bandcamp.com and buy his entire discography. It's like 20 bucks. It's all sorts of amazing music. Be sure to check it out. You can preview it first. It's amazing music. Buy all of it right now. I'd like to thank Le Bleu this delicious ultra pure drinking water that i'm drinking on this episode of my fellow americans it's also not only is it ultra pure it's also oxygenated with ozone bpa free non-carbonated kosher certified and made in america this water is kosher american water like our founders intended this water came here legally like our ancestors water did using the legal process. Bulavanaka. Oh, that's delicious. That is del you can tell you can taste the that they went through the legal process to come here. Um shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and him as always. Folks, let's just get right to it. My guest tonight is one of my favorite people in the Libertarian Party and really just one of my favorite people in general and the libertarian movement. And I'm not just saying that because she can hear what I'm saying. She totally can hear what I'm saying, but that's not why I'm saying it. Uh, she is the campaign manager 
of the Vermin Supreme for President campaign. She is the national chair of the Libertarian Party Psychedelic Caucus, and she is just an absolutely sweet human being, and I am so happy to introduce you to her. My fellow Americans, please welcome to the show, Mrs. Desiree Lindsay. Desiree, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you on uh, and very happy you could fit me into your schedule. I've been trying for, I don't remember how many weeks uh, to get this young lady on, folks. Uh, I think at this point it's been several months. Um, so I'm very happy to have her on. Uh, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, so one minor correction, um, oh. Daryl Perry will, and, and this is my bad, actually. Daryl Perry will absolutely be upset with me if I don't use my actual title for the psychedelic caucus which is grand poobah oh cra- grand po- i'm sorry grand yeah. poobah of the of the psychedelic caucus <laughs> he corrects me every time i misspeak well that's good i will i will correct that in the uh in the in the show notes so um folks be sure to comment with your questions and thoughts and desiree and i will tell you if you are right or wrong now desiree this is your first time on the show uh whenever i have someone on the show for the first time i apologize to them in advance and then what i do is uh i i in- encourage them to i ask them uh to tell us the story of how you became a libertarian uh, a ditty if you will about how you came about to become a, a libertarian was it a uh, aha moment or sort of a gradual es- evolution tell us your desiree ditty um, well, I always kind of had a rebellious spirit. Um, my mom can attest to that. Um, and always felt like things just weren't quite right, right. you know, with the narrative that we're fed, you know, and, and, and so on. And, and I saw, like, I remember seeing the movie Wag the Dog. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Yep. With Dustin Hoffman and uh, Robert De Niro and. Yeah, yeah. And that it, it really had a massive impact on me. And um, I always kind of had a, a lot of, of uh, like, I was always kind of politically minded. Um, like I went to a fur protest when I was 16 and left there in tears, actually, because I was like, these people are really mean. Right. Um, and, uh, and organized a, 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 a like a fundraiser concert for the West Memphis three back in like 2002 or something. And just always oh, wow. kind of, you know, really like politically minded, but you know, as far as joining the party, um, Ron Paul really got to me with, you know, especially the, the branding, the, I love the revolution with the love backwards. The, like the, the revolution. Yeah. It, it's brilliant branding. And, um, you know, I started, listening to Ron Paul and thinking, you know, this, this guy's not as crazy as I hear. Like he's actually, he's got some great ideas and, right. you know, I've evolved since, but, um, you know, and I did, I did go to our state convention as a delegate for him. And then after, after doing that, it was like, this is not where I belong. Um, I really want to join the libertarian party and help grow that, not fix the Republican party. It's broken. <laughs> And I'm not a Republican anyway, so. Right, yeah, that was, I, I had a similar thing. Folks who, people who watch this show know I, I was a neocon turned constitutionalist turned Ron Paul Republican minarchist type. 
And and uh, the further I moved towards libertarianism, the more I would look at the Republican Party and go, "Oh God, no, no, oh no, honey, no." And yeah. and, I, and it reached a point where I'm like, I, it, it, "There's no changing this." And the people who are in charge don't want to change it, and the structure of it has nothing to do with what I actually believe. And it actually pushed me into agorism, where I was kind of like, you know, I, I think there is no uh, political process, and it was actually folks like. Uh, uh, like you and Vermin and Kim Ruff and people like that who are like, okay, we can we can do this. We can have a political party and we're going to use it as a subversive organization. And I was like, okay, all right, let's do that. I'm all about subversion. So, um, so that's very interesting. So you so you became you joined the party around what time? Uh, in 2012. So shortly after I went to the Republican convention, but in Texas, laws are strange. So I wasn't actually official until January 1st, 2013. And that's actually when we started the um, Henderson County Libertarian Party on that particular date. Um, There wasn't a a local party in my county and I wanted to start it and I loved it. I was the chair for like five and a half years. Um, I'm the secretary now, our chair is Matt Sabino, but I love our local party. We've done a lot of really good work and um, and I'm getting tangenty on that. So no, no, that's good. This is this is an hour plus long show, so you are free to to explore whatever you feel like needs to be talked about. So in so that was uh, 2012, and so then uh, now you are both the campaign manager of the Vermin Supreme for President campaign, uh, and also the I have national chair, the Grand Poobah of the Libertarian Party Psychedelic Caucus, which. There's some overlap between those two roles, I'm sure. Uh, there's certainly a, a psychedelic aspect to what we're doing, and I say that as someone who's been sober for 14 years. Um, so which which came first, the Vermin Campaign or the Psychedelic Caucus? Um, the Psychedelic Caucus, I guess. It, <coughs> pardon me. There was a, uh, a gentleman from Oklahoma who had started it a couple years back. Aaron Adams had told me about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm so there. It was pretty inactive. He, um, the gentleman who started it, got really active in um, legalizing cannabis in Oklahoma, where he's from, and did a great job with that. Aaron Adams was involved with that as well. Um, did a lot of great work with that. But you know, it, when people are focused on something that where they can actually affect change, other, you know, other projects kind of go to the wayside. So I was like, hey man, we need to uh, breathe some life into this and get it going again. And he's like, please have at it. You know, I, I would love to see it active. So we did reactivate it. We held elections. Um, we did a platform. We did bylaws. And um, <laughs> and I remember, actually, before I even asked Berman to run, <laughs> asking him if he would and say, you know, you are the, the psychedelic candidate. And he goes, well psychedelics have made me the candidate that I am today. (laughs) (laughs) There's no denying that whatsoever. That is very, very true. Um, So what, give us a little bit of a rundown about, uh, actually, before we get into that, let me uh, go through some of these comments here because they're they're coming in pretty hot and heavy. Um, Dan Faust uh, is not happy that I'm wearing a shirt. Um, And that's, yeah. I bet he's not wearing a shirt. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm showing a little bit of skin but I have to compromise here. I am a married man, and uh, and I have to create a level of scarcity, right? Like, I mean, there has to be. You can't. I can't just be always shirtless because then people are like, 
you know, well, I've seen those nipples before, you know, yeah. it's over. Like it's, it's not a thing anymore. So, but if you do one of these after hours calls with me, I am definitely, I end up being topless. Like that's, I do not, I can attest to that. And I put fact, this shirt on for this. <laughs> we were, we were on a zoom call Saturday yeah. um, with the libertarianism group. What yep. a fun bunch. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Oh, too, too much fun. But yeah, so Spike comes on shirtless. And so everybody went topless. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was, and, and, you know, it wasn't a coercive thing. It was just like, no one wanted to be the last person not wearing a shirt. So it was like, I, you know, but it, it is, I, I put we on clothes. What's that? We all took off our shirts. We right? all took off our shirts. And the thing is like, I, I put clothes on to have a, a semblance of professionalism, but I don't like wearing clothes. And I'm not even going to tell you if I'm wearing pants or not because it's really none of your business. But like, I'm I, I'm I'm trying my best here to look. I mean, it's already bad enough that my hair has me looking like an eight year old. If I come on here shirtless, we're going to get flagged for like you know potential child exploitation issues or something. So, um, so you know, I mean, until they look into it and they're like, oh, this is a 38, this is a middle aged Jewish man. Um, it's just wrong but not illegal. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah, no, he's Dan's very upset about that. Um, comment from him. he, what's that? I don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listen, I'm not happy here. either. <laughs> no one's happy here. Okay. Just, just suck it up. It's what the show's about. Uh, Michael Witter says vermin spike 2020. Thank you for the support. Jacob Lavelle says all ponies should be free. Absolutely. That's what we are all about. Uh, Anton hung asks if I'm injured by your pony, will I guess Chris represent me? Uh, yeah, but, um, don't, but I mean, my pony won't hurt you. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Anton asks, uh, what if I get fat on your free cheesy bread? I demand compensation. Our cheesy bread is calorie free. Uh, it's made of the finest cheeses and breads. Uh, it is calorie free, gluten free, paleo, vegan, um, yes. but still made of cheese and also whole 30 compliant. Um, and we will, uh, we will help you along with your, um, intermittent fasting by not giving you any. Um, let's see here. Uh, a bunch of people saying they love Desiree. Uh, someone says much love to vermin. Um, someone thought I was saying disarray. No, Desiree. Um, what's that? That works though. That works too. Disarray Lindsay. I like that actually. Um, Dan Faust asked, is Justin Momash a sellout, unable to finish a campaign? We might actually be talking about that a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Someone brought up yeah, Ron yeah. Paul. Mm-hmm. Someone brought up Ron Paul. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jennifer Luoma says she can relate to your story. Uh, Lynn Genrich says, we met Vermin at the state convention in New Jersey. One of the nicest guys ever. That's one of the best things about Vermin is he's like incredibly, he's one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, I I agree. That's what was really hard, I think, for a lot of us when a lot of the kind of hatred and vitriol started to appear, which is, is has subsided. But it was like, have you met this person? Yeah, it's of like all the, the people, yeah, most loving people, like person you'll ever meet. Like, why would you be such a a jerk to someone who's so kind? It it was it was really upsetting to watch. Vermin. Yeah took it in stride he's like you know he, he's a professional he, i think and, and, i think he's used to it <laughs> and, and here's yeah. the thing because when i when, when you know first having him on the show i'd never really actually interacted with him before i want to I'm, I'm i'm this is me being vain i'm going to move this so people can see my little vermin sticker i want people to see my little vermin 
my vermin badge somewhere. There we go. Uh, yeah. Where my yeah vermin badge. Um, so anyway, I mean, you know, first meeting him, I'm like, I don't know what this guy's really going to be like in person. And he turns out he's one of the most like down to earth, uh, incredibly kind people, um, that you could possibly meet. Are you, you got your vermin stuff? Yeah, there we go. We're all, we all got vermin stuff on. Um, but yeah, I mean, just incredibly kind guy. I've, I, I, if nothing else out of this, I've just been so, I mean, I'm really interacting with all of you, but getting to meet and know Vermin and see like how kind of a guy he is. He's an absolutely terrific human being. Um, sure. uh, Anton Hung, have you ever had a psychedelic experience crazier than what Vermin Supreme proposes? Because hmm. no. I've read iPony. I think that should be a campaign promise. That... that, that that our what what we what we propose is crazier than you will it'll be like tripping balls all the time <laughs> yes <laughs> make america trip balls forever wow. again if you didn't already have my vote you would have just <laughs> cinched it right there like, well i'm glad to have way. your support i'm glad to have your support thank you um mm-hmm. jacob abel says not to be a perv but she's totally shirtless no she actually she's not she's <laughs> just wearing like a midriff thing um well no i am i am shirtless Right, but you're wearing a thing, yeah. Um, Dan Faust is confessing he actually is wearing a shirt, so I don't know why you're giving me a hard time. Um, what I know, I'm really, really. <laughs> um, uh, Sands Mohip says the shirt is fine as long as at least four buttons are unbuttoned. I think I'm at, what am I? At? Yeah, I'll, I, you know, I mean, it's kind of silly. Yeah, give to, us another one, Spike. Yeah, I'll give you, you know, all the buttons are off now. Now it's just all the way down. You just see that this doesn't end, by the way, all the way to the feet. It's like this. It's really, it's like a body beard. It's, you know, there are neck beards. I'm in a human beard. I'm a walking, a bearded, I am a, a, a bearded Jew. Um, God, does it get any better? <laughs> it, it can't. It can't get it. it. This is peak. This is the peak of manhood right here is a, a middle-aged Jew who's just covered, covered in hair. Um, so uh, we have a lot of people telling me to take my shirt off. Definitely not. Um, oh, I know. Michael Witter says, when I met Vermin at Rainbow, I was literally only wearing jean shorts. That's the thing. A lot of us were shirtless when we first met Vermin. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, okay, cool. So we'll let some more comments uh, compile up and go back to that later. So the Psychedelic Caucus, give me, give us a little rundown. What's that about? What are your goals? What are, what, what are you trying to do with that caucus, both within the Libertarian Party and you know society in general, I guess? Well, it's really, it's about outreach. It's about, um, you know, kind of uh, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, God, it's the word you always use. Oh, deconstructing. You know, just deconstructing the myth around it. Um, Honestly, human laws do not belong on psychedelics, period. It's a a travesty. And... um, an insult to what they are and what they do for us. And uh, so really, you know, the goal is, is to educate people about, you know, the benefits of them. Um, it, I, I cannot tell you how much psychedelics changed my life. I, you know, I, and you and I have talked about this a lot lately and I think yeah. it's, it's been prevalent to a lot of people. A lot of us are dealing with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us have, dealt with depression for a long time and it's kind of magnified now um yes, with the yes. whole situation and yep. you know psychedelics have really really helped bring me back from the brink um 
and a lack of them right now, I'm definitely feeling that. <laughs> I was actually talking about that with James Ray earlier. Like, it's been way too long for me. Like, it, enough is enough. <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel, because like, I feel like I'm on the verge of like a really great idea, but I can't get to it. Like, right. and I have notebooks just right over there, just notebooks full of just great ideas from, you know, when I was, tripping on mushrooms on the reg you know and just it 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 made me more creative it made me kind of get in touch with my you know true natural self like removed a lot of barriers and walls that that we tend to build you know right. throughout our lives and um i mean that it, it i cannot speak enough about the benefits of psychedelics and and I, I mean, I need to go through those notebooks, I guess. I guess that's the next best thing to actually tripping. But, you know, like, I, it just opened up the, the, the flood of creativity for a while. And I really felt like I was on my A game. You know, like, there were, there were so many times where Tyler, my husband, and, um, and J.C. Cook, our best friend, who's also on our camping team, mm-hmm. you know, we sat around this this very living room or that dining table right there and just come up with the most amazing ideas. And, um, it really just opened the floodgates to that. It I'm rambling again. Sorry, but no, this is, this is what we do. This is, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, this is a long form interview, so this is perfect, but yeah, no, the thing with the interesting thing about psychedelics is that when you look at, for example, um, weed or cocaine or alcohol or any of these even though weed i think supposedly thc is actually considered a very mild hallucinogen but it has more of a almost like a depressant effect uh similar to like alcohol um not not exactly the same but kind of a kind of a it it, it slows you down whereas like cocaine would kind of speed you up for example any of these things they are yeah yeah no it's not it's not exactly the same but the effect overall is largely the same in terms in terms of either either kind of suppressing you a little bit or opening you up like caffeine or 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 cocaine or something like that and but there's still your brain is still operating the same way it's just for the for lack of a better word it's either doing it faster or slower whereas psychedelics actually restructure how your brain is processing things. And I mean, they've actually done this with functional MRIs where they've given people doses of psilocybin. Is it psilocybin, psilocybin? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Who said it better than uh, Joe Jorgensen did during the debate this weekend, the Ask a Libertarian debate. She like totally botched that word. Psilocybin. At least she said it. That was cool. Yeah, no, it's good that she said it, but was it like psilocybin or something? (laughs) I'm not sure, <laughs> I said it, but I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Like, <laughs> but so you know, know she mentioned it, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good that it's good that she did and didn't, you know, pivot to the income tax. But you, you've got, uh, you know, people that have had these functional MRIs done, where, where you know, doctors and researchers have actually seen how the brain changes, and so we've heard stories about. Uh, uh, medical centers and, and 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 psychiatric centers that are actually microdosing people with psilocybin and uh, and then under strict observation they don't just let them free but under strict observation and then they'll actually have someone come in and talk with them about their experience and there have been people with uh, and, and I believe similar results with ketamine as well I don't is ketamine considered a a, 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 a psychedelic 
Yes. Okay, I, w- I wasn't sure. Um, yes. But so they'll use these things, and people who had severe drug-resistant depression will take sometimes one or two do- microdoses with a with a with then with a uh, um, I guess a, a protocol of, of of counseling. And when I say counseling, I mean like a thirty-minute to one-hour talk afterwards. And there are people that never need any more intervention after that. Like their depression has been cured for for lack of a better word. That's an incredible thing. Why do you think that there is such a a pushback in greater society against something that even mainstream medical professionals are saying could potentially be a game changer for mental health? Um, well, there's big pharma. Um yeah. And there's also, you know, as we all know, the government does not want us to think for ourselves um, and, and expand our own, our, our own consciousness. So, right. you know, that's, there's a narrative that's been out there and bastardized something that is absolutely beneficial to us. And um, I don't even know why they're here, but I'm glad that they are. You know, I think that there's probably a... Um, a very beautiful story about why they're here. And I wish I knew what it was. Um, but I, I will never forget. Can I tell you about my first? Please. Yes, please. That's a perfect, if I were smarter, I'd have that in the show notes. Uh, so um, we, you know, I, I, I did mushrooms and LSD when I was a teenager, but it's just, it's not the same. Um, it was fun, but I hadn't done, you know, like you, I, you know, I, I had some struggles and, mm-hmm. um, I've been completely off of drugs since I was 19. Actually, I, you know, kind of put myself through some, some shit. <laughs> and so, you know, and I don't, I do not consider psilocybin a drug actually. I mean, I do, I smoke cigarettes, I drink alcohol, I, I drink coffee every day, you know, blah, blah, but like, and those are drugs, but I do not consider psilocybin a drug. Um, however, you know, in the interest of keeping myself completely clean, I hadn't done any psychedelics or just, you know, anything other than alcohol, which is, you know, that's a whole other thing. That's, um, wow. Okay. A ruler just fell off of the desk. That was interesting. Um, so anyway, I, and I, I kept saying to my husband, you know, I really, really want to try shrooms again. And um, we had some friends who were explaining to us the benefits of them. One of them had used them to quit smoking cigarettes. Um, and they, that's actually, there's a study on that. They've helped yeah. people not, uh, quit smoking cigarettes. They've also, um, they've used... I, is it MDMA or is it psilocybin? I'm actually like having a hard time remembering right now. Um, I want to say it was psilocybin for cancer patients. Um, and, 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 you know, who, who were it. Okay. I'm getting tangenty again, but anyway, um, back to the original story. So I kept wanting to try it again, but I wasn't going to do it without my husband. Um, I felt like that would be too much of a departure. And right, right. Um, finally, he did agree to it. And we were going to a festival called Voice and Exit in Austin. And now it's called something else. I think it's called Future Frontiers. But um, 
I don't know who remembers the like the the butterfly fairy people on stilts and all that stuff at the Orlando convention in 2016. I, re yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Judd Weiss was bringing like kind of like the flair and the the spirit of voice and exit to our convention. It was really beautiful. Oh, okay. And he did a, a themed party for it as well at the convention. It was great. So we went to that festival. Um, we, uh, so we were, it was Friday night. We were all at our Airbnb. We were there with like JC Cook, Dan Berman, you know, some really, really close friends. Um, and then some friends of ours from Virginia. And I, I knew I was in a safe environment and I'd said to Tyler, cause he was scared, you know? And I'd said, how about I just eat some mushrooms tonight and we'll see how it goes. If it doesn't go well, then we know if it does, you know, and you're here to babysit me and, right. and we have trusted friends here. Um, and if it does go well, then we know that we're fine for tomorrow. And I cannot describe the experience to you. I am like actually about to start crying, like thinking about it. It was amazing. Um, this Airbnb that we were at, it was really, a, a, it was a great place for this. There was a really cool like gazebo thing or something outside where there's like a grill and a hammock and a swing. And I was on the swing and I was on that swing for four fucking hours, tripping balls. It was great. Oh, wow. <laughs> And, and I remember going inside and I'm in the restroom and they say, don't look in the mirror when you're tripping. And I, I think that's probably more of an LSD thing, but I did. And it was actually really therapeutic. Like I had a conversation with myself where I was like, you know, kind of forgiving myself for, for things that I've done to harm myself. And it, it was therapeutic. I really am about to start crying. Like <sighs> it was just such a beautiful vibe and a, a gorgeous moment and being there and surrounded with by people that I absolutely love it was it was just insane and everybody else went inside at some point but I was still kind of going and so I just stayed out there in the swing listened to music you know started texting Tyler like thoughts that I had and he was like god damn I can't wait to do this and the next night <laughs> excuse me the next night we uh we did it again well it was his first time at the at the festival and it was gorgeous i know i'm rambling and i'm sorry but like the the venue where they hosted the event on the inside it was definitely made for people who were tripping <laughs> i think it was more of an mdma vibe kind of thing but wow it was just beautiful um it it was amazing and then the there was a yard that had just gorgeous trees beautiful inviting lighting it was a beautiful setting and it was so funny oh gosh okay no i'm gonna save all those that's a that's, i'm just starting to remember things right now about that night but what was really cool the point that i was going to get to was watching my husband experience it he was going around to the trees and just like looking really closely at them and touching the leaves and really experiencing them right and right right always looked like a child like he was always like you know like he was so joyous and free yeah and it was so beautiful to see that and um that changed our lives yeah <laughs> it's it's a very interesting thing that so i do a lot of practicing mindfulness 
that kind of stuff. Like we walk by so many beautiful things because we're so caught up in our, in our ego and our, our, the thing that we're processing. And even now with campaigning and calling dozens of people a day and everything, I make a point of saying, you know, I see a Cardinal that's singing and I go, I'm glad that that's, I'm grateful that I'm doing that. Or, you know, going over and actually watching the leaves move in the, in the, in the, the, the wind or something like that. And I, it's a conscious thing that I actually make myself enjoy that. And your, your brain and your body respond to that of actually recognizing and being grateful for beautiful things. One of the things that I, I have found that psycho psychedelics do is sort of you're going to be mindful whether you like it or not. Like it's, it's going to make you hyper observant of these things and fully appreciative of it and have your brain firing on all cylinders about what that experience is like. You really can't get caught up in this, in this day to day stuff because your brain is just, you know, your brain is going all over and experiencing everything. So it's a really beautiful thing. My experience with psychedelics is, (laughs) yeah, it's very similar to a child, except unlike a child, you're a fully conscious adult. So like when you're a little kid experiencing this stuff, your brain is still developing. And so when you're like a toddler, yes, you can experience things, but you're not intellectually experiencing it on the same level as a full-grown, fully brain-developed adult, right? So yeah. it's it's a, it's like the best of both. You're like an adult, but you're experiencing things as a child because you've never actually had that kind of experience with a leaf or an insect walking on something or a bird or, or anything, you know, a, a beautiful car driving by and music that you like playing, whatever. You know, these things that you really have like an incredible... Uh, visceral appreciation for that happened because your your brain is experiencing that and I think that that's a big part of why it's been helpful for that why it can break you from things like addiction and 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 depression and things like that because it's really rewiring your brain that way so it's I am very very happy to see that the medical community is increasingly understanding that there's something magical here and if it leads to big pharma getting involved maybe that's what it takes but if nothing else it's 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 despooking the concept of using these things in a therapeutic way and you know all of the um reefer madness and lsd madness stuff that they they showed in the 60s and 70s that have everyone like oh dope it's gonna kill you all of that propaganda that was made by people who were probably doing drugs and also and if they weren't doing those drugs they were drunk as hell because every advertising person i've ever met uh, absolutely loved alcohol and drugs. Um, and so <laughs> what's that? I've watched Mad Men. I know it's fiction. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's par it's for the course. Exactly. It is. And so it is a, it's, it's good to see that that's happening. Um, I'm going to go through some of these comments cause we have, you're a, you're a popular guest. We got a lot of comments here. Um, let's see more people about my shirt. People really want this shirt off and that's unfortunate it's for them. True. No, I know, I know. I, 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 I want a shirt off as well. I, listen, and if if it makes anyone feel better, I don't like having clothes on. Um, <laughs> Vermin Spike, the craziest trip you'll ever have. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Hamp Yance says microdose often. Tim Stanley calls me cousin. It that's fair. Uh, Sanj <laughs> Mohip says uh, perfect. Um, uh, Sanj, Mo- I, I was, I, I've never actually asked. Yeah him yeah. how how to pronounce his name and i feel terrible i hope it's sanj mohip sanj mohip okay good okay well then i feel good that sanj mohip uh dan faust uh he's caved partially to peer pressure and is now not wearing clothes um uh let's see cameron this kogan shout out 
Cameron Kogan says, shout out to Harry Jews. Dave Jones, Body Beards Unite. Um, oh, Matt Hicks uh, asks, well, you kind of did describe your best trip, but I, I, I can describe. So my trip. Oh, okay. yeah. well, here, uh, Matt has asked you to describe your best trip. It's actually in, in I mean, yeah, the, that first one was impactful, but um, the best trip I ever had, honestly, is it's a more boring story. But it was, oh God, Hawaiians. Hawaiians are the shit. I mean, total euphoria. And um, I just gave in to the trip, laid on the couch, listened to Midlake. That's my favorite band to listen to when I'm tripping. My favorite band to listen to when I'm not tripping. Um, and just gave in to that. And then oh, it was heaven and so oh, you're saying was... hawaiian you're saying hawaiian mushrooms just to clarify yes okay we're not no, licking we're not don't go out and lick hawaiians folks like don't no, it's not i don't think you appreciate it yeah. okay don't find like a french polynesian person and and accost them because it's not going to help you so um Berman's fight, they won't lick hawaiians <laughs> they, we will not lick your hawaiian your hawaiian if you like your unlicked hawaiian you can keep your unlicked I'll never say that again. Jacob LaBelle, <laughs> uh, Jacob LaBelle says that you are totally the libertarian Marianne Williamson. I like that. She, he said that's a compliment. More, um, how do you say her name? Serene. Oh, Serene. Um, I have. I'm not even going to attempt. Ad, Ad, Adrano or something. Yeah. Uh, and James Ray says yes, oh. but but Adrano uh, says that you are saner than Marianne Williamson, but the libertarian Marianne Williamson. Uh, Brittany Byer says hi to my favorite people. Um, Sanj says shout out to JC Cook. Uh, Brittany says ketamine makes you trip big time. Um, but that's another one that they're using for uh, for depression with some amazing results. Yeah. I actually, um, uh, when I, I ran for Congress in 2018, you know, simply I, I was talking about this with somebody that Sam's just brought on the team. Actually, his name is Carl and he's awesome. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, like I ran simply just to have the loudspeaker of being a congressional candidate and simply to promote the, the use of psychedelics as well. Like, and so um, anyway, along the way I, I went and, and hooked up with a bunch of, um, like psychedelics researchers and 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 people who have actually participated in studies and, and I still follow two of these people who um, participated in the it, it was a uh, it wasn't psilocybin it was MDMA to mm. treat PTSD for in, in veterans and both of them highly benefited from it their stories are beautiful and amazing yeah. There was one gentleman who, um, it, he, gosh, I don't want to share his personal story, but yeah, I shouldn't do that. Even if I don't name him, it, it's personal, but yeah, yeah, he, it, it really, it brought him back from the brink of suicide and he, he was in like the actual study and their stories are amazing. I, and I, I don't feel 
like I should. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get into the personal stuff. But we've, I mean, I've read a lot of different stories of people that are dealing with the death of loved ones that, uh, you know, watch people get killed in front of them. A lot of PTSD, veteran stuff, just really, really bad things. And they take this stuff and it's not like it goes away or they forget about it. They're just able to compartmentalize it in a place where they have made peace with it. And in record time, it's like they go through the grieving and 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 coping process because, again, their brain is fully open and fully doing all this stuff. So you're not going through this where you're trying to be in denial and going through all your, your cognitive defenses and all that. It takes all that stuff down. And so you're just... You go through the process really quickly, and it's been an absolutely incredible stuff that I've uh, that I've read about. Um, oh, uh, so this comes up a lot. Uh, uh, Aurelia Herzing asks why the echoes, and the echoes are the the, the three uh, uh, parentheses there on my fellow Americans. So I, I, I do want to address this. I always address it when it comes up because it's a valid thing, and I want to make sure people understand this isn't like alt right programming or something like that. I am a Jew. I'm very proud of my heritage, my ethnicity, uh, and my faith, and my whole, you know, all of that. I'm proud of to, to of who I am uh, as a Jew uh, who has been open about being Jewish on the internet since the early to mid '90s. Uh, I have experienced every single ridiculous thing you can experience as a Jew on the internet. The same tired catchphrases: "Oy vey, the goyim no, shut it down." my six gorillion. I've heard it all. It's like, it's so I can repeat it back. And as soon as I usually see it, I'll like copy paste it and say anything new here. Like I've already heard all these things, anything new. If not, then we should probably just part ways. Cause I'd like to at least hear something new. And I have found that just by like, you know, acknowledging that, Hey schmuck, uh, I've been hearing this stuff since before you were born. Um, maybe bring up something new. And so when I did this show, the whole concept of, of, of kind of embracing and taking back these concepts, like the echoes and, you know, vice presidential Jew and all of this stuff, the whole concept is, yeah, I, I own this stuff. I find it funny and it has no power over me and you can't hurt me with it. Uh, and in fact, you're going to look stupid if you come in doing it because we're already all joking about it. Um, and so go like find a girlfriend or something and become a you know reasonable okay. human being that contributes to society instead of bothering people for their ethnicity that you don't even know. Um, so that is the purpose of that. Um, I assure you that, uh, that this is not uh, anti-Semitic. Um, my rabbi would be very upset if I were to start doing anti-Semitic stuff. So I, I can assure you of that. So, but thank you for asking. Um, let's see here. Bunch of people loving Desiree. Oh, so, oh, here's an idea. I'll have to send this to Tyler. Uh, vermin spike face mask. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually Lucas, uh, Vermin's friend Lucas asked us about doing that. And, and cause I said, I was looking for a creative project and he was like, you should make face masks. For the campaign and i think it's them. genius i'm not the one to make them though um no yeah, no maybe, no so here like check this out can you see this yeah yeah well right. hold, hold, over tell. to yeah you had i had you for a second yeah, yeah that's perfect um, perfect perfect so we have a team member who made these these are keychains they're on the vermin supreme shop now they're amazing that is and so cool to do it because she actually is already making masks so i thought about asking her to do it for that me. would be really cool yeah I, and i that's that's a reminder to do that so thank you to whoever said that <laughs> that is really cool uh someone's very upset that we're not licking hawaiians she said i bet they taste good 
Uh, Lauren Alisea said, Unlicked Hawaiians, the newest popsicle play- flavor for the summer. Kids will love them. Because um, you want the unlicked ones, right? Because it's still salty. Um, yeah. The uh, Let's see here. A uh, um, lot of love. A lot of love for 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 Desiree. Um, more stuff about me taking my shirt off. That is, that's it's, a given. It's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm not wearing a shirt or pants. I feel like you should join me. I feel like I should too, but then I have to explain myself afterwards. Um, <laughs> so uh, someone says, "Give Trump the boot." That is the plan. Boot head head. Um, uh, we have rainbow, my little vermin pins and magnets not listed on the site. You have to ask for them. So yeah, if you want my little, I want a my little, I want to ask what pins and uh, my Chris little. Rogers actually made some like really, really. That cool that's ones. who said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, we do need them on the shop. And his daughter was actually she her his daughter Lisa lives out here at the lake where I live. Mm. Um, Chris lives in Dallas. He's only an hour away from me. So anyway, um, and I've known Chris since I was like 19. Awesome. Oh, awesome, I didn't know. Oh, okay, awesome cool. Cool. NBA. And anyway, so yeah, his daughter was coming over to groom my dog. Um, she does mobile grooming. She's amazing. And she, boy, has she been helpful. Um, and I could, uh, I could use her right now. Me a bunch of the pony magnets to uh, so we can put them on the shop because we ship like the stickers and the pins mm-hmm. and all that stuff from here anything that's not like drop shipped from from print or like the shirts right right like the spike cohen's head shirt <laughs> do i still have hold on let me see if i still have that picture you no i cleared that, that out like, just oh. a picture of my head just it's looking amazing. it's like this like it's like literally i'm not smiling right i'm just like it's and it's a, a picture really of my head. On the shop, I will say that. Is it really? Yes. That is funny. I need if <laughs> if if the people that are watching, I need you to start tagging me in your Spike's head shirt picture shirt photo. Uh, so everything's uh, kind of taking a while though because of the virus stuff. But like, yeah, once they get them, they better they better share. I want to see it. I want to see that. That is because I it has no context. I know that so. it has no context at all. There's no name. There's no, it's just a picture of my head. And so people's walking around with this and someone goes, someone goes, who is this? That's Spike Cohen. No, oh, but who's that? He's your next vice president. Oh, okay. Well, have a nice day. Like I, it's just the funniest thing to me. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Kenneth Levin asked if the mask can just be a, uh, a vermin beard. Ignat 71 says badger. Absolutely. You know it, you know it. You know what? Kenny, we also need masks of his hat because his hat is amazing. Oh, like a like the <laughs> like the cowboy hat mask. No, I agree. Or like a bandana to go with it. That's a that's a yeah. good idea. So speaking of vermin, so you when did so I am somewhat uh, reticent to admit live that I'm not a hundred percent sure of the timing of when Vermin Supreme started. I think it was 2016. But tell us the timeline of how Vermin got into the party and how you convinced him to 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 start campaigning and all of that. Tell us the breakdown of that. Well, um, Vermin did join the party in 2016. Uh, Boomer Shannon had invited him out for a fundraiser, and he, and he made friends with Boomer and really um, started to take a look at our platform. 
at that point because he, you know, he always thought that libertarians were assholes. Like we're, you know, we're the throw a granny from the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Types, and we do have a, a bad reputation that, you know, I know you and Vermin are working very hard to fix among others. You know, I'm not just crediting y'all only, uh, but um That's weird. Looks like I froze on your screen, but like I can see myself over here. Very strange. Huh. Um, so, so, there and then you're back. You're back. You're Trent, back. Trent Soames invited Vermin to a Students for Liberty uh, convention or festival or, you know, whatever the event was called. And, you know, Vermin really started to pay attention around that time, like, and went, well, shit, maybe I am a libertarian. So we can blame those guys. Um, and, and uh, I mean, Vermin has been, lived and breathed libertarianism his whole life. I mean, right, and that's, a, yeah, exactly, yep. So as far as him running, though, I was on the phone with Paul Stanton one night, and freaking Paul, oh, God. Okay, I love that guy so much. You have no idea. Like we were on a social media team call last night and I get a, I get a text from Paul Stanton and, and while we're on this call, that's when Amash had announced and we're just dying laughing <laughs> and like, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but we were like, finally it happened. You know, it's kind of, you know, just the relief of it. Yeah. I, maybe I shouldn't rat him out for this actually, but he was like, congratulations <laughs> to you guys for, Amash finally announcing, you know, like, I'm looking forward to seeing how Vermin treats this, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Being, right, 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 right. You know, he wasn't being a jerk at all. Like, Paul Stanton's a really, really, really good guy. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I was on the phone with Paul Stanton one night, and I remember I was, like, drunk, sitting out on my porch, and, you know, we're just riffing and just, you know, going back and forth about ideas, and... We were like, what if Vermin actually runs? And we start laughing. And then we're like, no, but what if? Like, but what if? That would be really cool. Like, right, right. We could actually really do some good. Mm -hmm. And Paul's like, all right, well, you know, I haven't talked to Vermin in a while anyway. I'll give him a call. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of got, we got off of that call agreeing that we would both reach out to Vermin about it. And I'm not sure which one of us got to Vermin first um, with the idea. I think it was me, but it was our idea. So, um, and like Vermin was like, you know, I got to really think about this. You know, we were right. It, it's, it, you know, he's run satirical campaigns in the past, as we know. And that's, it, it's very demanding to to actually run a campaign as you very well know run a straight up <laughs> legit campaign in a in an increasingly competitive space so there is and maybe i i was maybe i was wrong on this well i was wrong on this but maybe it was just my own personal failing i assumed as we got closer to it people would start to whittle off so it would yeah. get competitive in one way but also become more direct in who my competition is and that has not been the case uh uh it has been the it has gotten more competitive more competitive with more people in it as time has gone on and uh incredibly 
I would, I would, I will never regret doing, well, I shouldn't say that, but I don't think I will regret doing this. I have so far thoroughly enjoyed it, but it is a very, very challenging thing. Even doing this all online. Job of it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I I know that when we, man, the whole reason we even started talking to you about Berman is like, you were one of the only people who was willing to communicate with us about the south carolina convention Hmm. and that was the convention that kicked off the 2020 season and you were like i'm i'm media i'm remaining neutral i just want you guys to know that and we're like you know yeah of course fair i i I love that you're laughing um you know i it we knew you'd come to team supreme and you did well, I mean, you had me in like your, your, your you know, you had, well, I don't want to violate NDAs or whatever, but I mean, you, you were, you were welcoming me in even as I'm saying I'm neutral and I'm like, something's happening here. And then, and then when you, when, when Vermin and, and, and you guys reached out to me and were like, yeah, you need to be the, the VP candidate. And I'm like, heh, heh. and I went to bed and woke up oh, and you're, man. and you all messaged me like, no, we're serious. You should be this. I'm like, yeah. Oh, this yeah, is going to be interesting. It, yeah, when well, when you and Vermin were at the convention and just the videos that y'all made together and all that, like the chemistry was just so thick, yeah, permeating the air. Like we all were just enveloped in it. And um, and Dave Jones was there, obviously, with y'all in person. Mm-hmm. And Dave was like, "You have no idea the magic I just witnessed." And and we're like, "We get it." And and I don't even remember like what prompted this, but Richard Manzo posted in the no in the- I so I posted jokingly I posted because everyone's like I'm running for for president and I hate everyone like it was like there were it, this was the season of the people who jumped in just to like bitch about everything <laughs> like it was just like a handful of people okay. but I think like they just came in to just be like this sucks I hate you people. <laughs> I'm running for president. It was like that's an interesting campaign. And so I said, I said that uh, it was it was festivist time, and I said, or it was about to be festivist, I think. And I said, uh, you know, I'm thinking of starting a presidential campaign and just using it as an opportunity to air grievances against everyone for festivist. And uh, and Richard said, you know, I guess apparently after talking to Vermin, Richard was like, how about VP? And I was like, huh. And then everyone's like, yeah, for VP. And I'm like, or as Vermin's VP. And I was like, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, I was on vacation and just popped in to write that. And cause I was seeing like on my feed, all these people, go, Oh, I hate everything. I'm running for president. And I'm like, okay. And then, and then when I, you know, I wake up, you know, my poor long suffering wife who, whom I love so much Aww, and she, and, she and so, she you know, I get, I get all these texts and I'm like, Oh, uh Oh, no, oh, this is real. And so I, and so I went to her thinking she would be like, no, you're not doing this. This is absurd. He wears a boot on his head. And so, cause she's a very, like, she's a very serious, you met her. She's a very serious person. Like she's very she's serious and very, very kind. And, and she, you know, oh, I think she's, she's the benefit of her, like of, of what, what Vermin was doing and what you could bring to that. That's so, why she said yes. And that's what yeah. she's, and I totally floored me. Cause I, I said to her, I was like, I have been asked by Vermin Supreme and his team to be, his running mate fully expecting her to go. He wears a boot on his head and, and is trying to give everyone ponies. And when I asked him about pony welfare at the South Carolina convention, 
he he didn't give me an answer that I was very happy with. Like that that's what I what I thought she was going to say. And instead she goes, "Oh, that'd be great. You love this kind of stuff and you'll be able to share your message and 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 spread it to people and you know people like Vermin and they'll love you." And I'm like, "Oh, that's what they said." So so freaking awesome yeah. I, I mean that just makes me love her more you never actually told me how that conversation went that's how it went that's, that's how it went really was cool. i'm glad you shared that and i told her it's like you know there's there's a lot of differences uh in our in our style of 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 humor although they seem to really dovetail well but you know he's you know i'm not as bombastic in my humor i'm more of a kind of a dry reserve humor but it works well there's like almost a I don't want to say like Abbott and Costello, but like that kind of like, you know, that kind of dynamic to it. It's really worked. And I've had, I mean, I've had more fun. At like, uh, um, uh, uh, where's the comment? Is it already gone? Oh, Dave Jones said, Vermin announcing you in Nashville was one of the best things I've, I've been involved in politically. That was like, and I think that, that was my idea, right? That I would pretend I didn't know it was going to happen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had the, the Price is Right name, name tag. tag. And... Um... I think you put it on upside down, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it fell off, and I put it on upside down. And I'm like, "What's going on?" And my, th- so that was when my wife. That was amazing. That you, was when my my wife was just like, maybe like I'm I'm done. hugging my mom, and she's all into it, and I go to hug my wife, and she just goes, <laughs> "That was great." So she she yeah so so it it has been a, a tremendous amount of fun. I'm so glad to be involved in it. Um, as we have been uh, talking about it, uh, the race has gotten, uh, some would say, a little more, shall we say, interesting recently. Um, I want to get... <laughs> What's that? It's been a fun day today. It has been a fun... Oh, on a Wednesday. <laughs> like, you don't expect Wednesday to be a big... A big... Uh, a big political day, but we've had a lot of churn happen. Uh, really, in the last two weeks, a lot of stuff has happened. And I guess the two most recent things that have happened is a uh, uh, Justin Amash has uh, decided that he found out that there is in fact a party called the Libertarian Party, and uh, and that he would like to. Uh, he'd, he'd heard rumors uh, about it, uh, but it turns out he thought he might want to participate in it. So we'll we'll see. Uh, how much he actually wants to interact with us and That's how much, you know, what, what we can, what we can, I actually was just on uh, coalition radio with Pat Ford giving my thoughts on it. So, so much. You have no idea how much I love Pat. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a good guy. I, and I, I, I was on his, Oh, he, yeah, very much so. And I, I was just on his show. Uh, that's why I was a few minutes late to connect with you. Um, but, uh, but so we were talking about that, but I want to get your, and keeping in mind that, Vermin and the campaign in general have very much a kindness. We don't attack people. We give our thoughts, but we are very kind and we would rather focus on what is good about us than on something bad uh, about someone else if we can if we can avoid it. I mean, obviously there are times where we have to examine something that's worth examining, but I'm just interested in your general thoughts in in what has happened in in the past week or so. Boy, um <laughs> just in general, you know. I will say that I feel very um reinvigorated. I definitely feel like 
I, I always believed in what we were doing, obviously, or, or, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe in this, but yeah, I felt even more like what we're doing is very impactful and important. And Spike, I, I actually really want to give you a public shout out because thank you. You know, I, I reached out to you personally and just told you like, I, you know, I've, I've, and I'm veering from your question. I'm sorry, but, That's but okay. this, I, I really want to say, um, I, I reached out to Vermin and Spike both like in a, a, a message on Facebook and said, you know, I, I'm, I've been very depressed. I'm really sorry. I feel like I've been failing you guys. Y'all deserve better. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to try to get back on the pony as soon as I can. I'm just very, very depressed right now and yeah. both you and vermin like i i can't even begin to describe y'all pulled me out of it it just it, but spike what you said specifically really was helpful and I, I and i think took kind of some of the pressure off of myself that i was putting on myself when you had right. said um I, this is how I feel today and that's okay. And I will do what it is that I can do. And I, I approached the next day with that in mind and it really freaking helped. And then the day after that, I was just back to myself, like yeah. back to normal. It was amazing. And Oh no. Uh Oh, Oh boy. Manager ever, which I know isn't true, but coming from him, you know, I, it, it had the impact that it was meant to, you know, mm -hmm. like y'all have been so supportive and, you know, and both of you said, you know, what can I do? What can I take off your plate? What can I help you with? Right. Um, personally and professionally. And I mean, big, big shout out to you both, you know, absolutely. But, Spike, it was what you said specifically that really turned it around in my head. Like that was perfect. And I want I want to actually share what he said. Um, or actually, Spike, can you please? Yeah, share yeah, that? I I can do that. So here's yeah, here's the the you. the long and short of it, guys. So I, I've I have on and off dealt with anxiety and depression for since a very very young age, and uh, I have found that the times that I've tried medication didn't really help that much um and uh or if it did help i didn't like the side effects and it just wasn't worth it um and counseling uh has helped um but uh in, in the past but it, it, i have found that being mindful and re learning to rethink things has been very helpful one of the thing that i share with desiree is one of the worst parts of dealing with um with depression and anxiety but especially depression when it's really hitting you hard, when you're having a bad day, week, month plus, you know, you're having a bad moment that lasts however long it lasts. We often are trying to get out 
from under it. We want to get back to real life. We get frustrated with ourselves. We see it as this monster inside of us that we have to slay so that we can get back to our normal life and we get all worked up and we start getting angry at ourselves and we start loathing ourselves that we can't get rid of this terrible thing. It's a spiral. We are spiraling down in shame and sadness and frustration and anger and it's all negative feelings that make us and and this thing that we are creating becomes this bigger and bigger. It's like a jabberwocky. It becomes this bigger and bigger thing that we have created, this monster that if we could just kill the monster, we could get ahead in life and start doing all the stuff that we used to love to do. But here's the problem. It's not the monster is our bad feelings. And us having those bad feelings is making it worse. So what I've learned is there's no monster. There's nothing bad happening inside of you. You're having bad feelings and there may be all sorts of reasons for it. It could be a chemical imbalance. It could be, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, clinical anxiety or depression. It could be bad memories surfacing. It could be PTSD. It could be you ate too many carbs. Like, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why you can feel bad temporarily or for a longer period of time. Here's the key. That's okay. What's that? Or didn't eat enough carbs. Or didn't eat enough carbs, because that'll definitely get me. Because I'm I'll crash in a couple hours if I don't get some carbs. But I, I but whatever it is, that's okay. You're experiencing a thing. It doesn't feel good. I'm not saying you go, yay, I'm feeling sad today, but it's just a thing that you're feeling. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing you have to destroy or kill or slay. You're just feeling bad, and that's all right. And what we can do in those moments is recognize that we feel bad. We don't like that we feel bad, but we're okay with feeling bad. And whatever we do in that moment is okay. I mean, obviously, you know, there are things we don't want to do. We don't want to be harmful to ourselves or others. We don't want to make bad choices or anything like that. But whatever, if we have a list of things we'd like to do or a thing we'd like to do, whatever amount of engagement with that thing we're able to do is a victory because we have acknowledged that we feel bad and we've moved forward and tried to whatever level that is. So if I wake up one day and I'd like to clean the house and walk the dog and, you know, prepare food for the next couple days, if I am able, and I feel really bad that day, if I am able to walk my dog and, you know, have enough food to feed myself that day, put enough food together to feed myself that day, and be really kind to myself the whole time and say to myself, hey, listen, you're doing a great job. You know, you don't feel good and you're still doing this stuff. And I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself that I'm doing this. And, you know, maybe you end up doing more. Maybe you end up doing some of the house cleaning. Maybe you end up doing more than was even on your plate. Maybe you don't. Maybe all you get to is just feeding yourself that day or going to the bathroom or whatever. But being kind to yourself, acknowledging that there's nothing wrong with you. We all go through this and it's okay. And whatever we do that day is is good. It's a victory. It is a victory. It is what we were able to do. We are doing what we were able to do and we are proud of ourselves for it. That alone, it doesn't solve it. Sometimes it'll make it go away entirely. Sometimes it takes longer for it to kick, to kick in. Sometimes if you've really been beaten up on yourself for a long time, there's a whole unraveling process that happens there and that's uncomfortable but that's okay all of these things are okay because we're just people having a human experience and that involves negative feelings and 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 consequences of negative reactions and things that have happened and it's not your fault you didn't do anything wrong there's nothing bad inside of you it's just you're not feeling good that day and you'll feel better we all know 
we we intellectually know and we can lean on in these times when it feels like it's never going to get better. We know that there have been times that it's been terrible and that we felt better. So we know that not to be true. So that's a lie we can tell ourselves that is not true. We know even if in that moment it just feels so overwhelming, it's not going to get better. We know it will get better. We don't know necessarily when, but in the meantime, we're feeling the way that we are. It's okay We don't even have to forgive ourselves because there's nothing to forgive. We're proud of ourselves that we're doing whatever it is we can do that day. And, you know, and that's really all that we can do. Like that's, that is, that is, and it's good that that's what we can do. We're not perfect. We're not robots. We have feelings and we do what we can during that time. And I have found when I process things that way, that it is so much more powerful and allows me to allow myself to have a human experience. I ran a business for 20 years and I was all about, I don't, I don't got time to bleed. I don't got time to feel feeling for the losers and hippies. And, you know, and I was, you know, going full throttle. It's very similar to what I am now. It's constantly talking to people, constantly selling people on packages, constantly moving, moving, moving. I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable. It actually took getting MS to force me to rethink how I was living my life. And even with MS, I'm living a better life now because I had to force myself to rethink how I do things. So don't get MS. Uh, and we can avoid, uh, you, you, you shouldn't uh, unless you have a, a genetic predisposition towards it. But it's, it's okay. I kind of veered for a second there. Don't, yeah, don't lick Hawaiians. Don't get MS. It could possibly, we don't know if licking Hawaiians causes MS. We don't know. I don't believe I did that, but it could be a trigger. We don't know. So just let's just be on the air on the side of caution. But you feel bad. It's okay. We do what we do that day, and we are proud of ourselves, and we allow ourselves to feel that. And I've heard people say, forgive yourself. In that moment, there's nothing to forgive. If it, if it feels better to say, I forgive myself for feeling that way, that's fine. But you didn't do anything wrong. You're just experiencing negative things, and that's okay. It's part of the experience. It would be like getting upset at yourself if you hit your arm on something and it hurt. You hit it hurt because you hit your arm. It's a a natural consequence of something happening. Same thing with your emotions. So you know you're having a bad day. Then uh, you know it's okay. It's okay. Reach out to people that you can that can help you. You don't have to sit there and suffer in silence. When I say it's okay, it just means you don't have to feel bad for feeling bad. You already feel bad. You don't need to make yourself feel worse. Go talk to people. uh, Reach out to people. Uh, If you enjoy anything that you enjoy doing. Enjoy doing it. Go do the thing and enjoy it to whatever level you can. If you don't enjoy it as much as you usually do, perfectly fine, but you did it, and that's something to be proud of. So that's basically what I said to Des, and I'm glad to hear that uh, I'm glad to hear that it worked well and that she did not resort to licking uh, uh, Pacific Islanders. So, so No, and I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that publicly because, I mean, it really did have an impact on me. It just kind of shifted that mindset because – you know, self-forgiveness is a thing, um, you know, and sometimes like sometimes we do do things that are harmful to ourselves and others. Oh, yeah. As yeah. a result of how bad we're feeling and that you it just makes it worse. For, yep. And then, you you know, you have to you also have to apologize to those that you've hurt. And I've mm-hmm. kind of experienced quite a bit of that um, these last few months, like, you know, Mike Shipley is somebody who's always been there for me. And I said something just awful to him, like lashing out one, one day, you know, and was really um, projecting how I felt about myself. And I hurt someone that I love deeply. 
And um, I, I'm still working on forgiving myself for that. He's forgiven me, but like, yeah, but it's it's a tough one because it, it, when you care about and love someone and you treat them that way just because you felt bad, now you feel bad that you did that, and that's part of the whole thing, like. Being kind, and this is what I love about Vermin because he's all about being kind to each to ourselves and to others, and having this kind of mutual kindness, right? So if we can be mutually kind to each other, even in the midst of, I mean, I, I've even tried implying this in the campaign. I have hardcore political opponents right now who are probably writing up, you know, lists and spreadsheets of how to try to. You know, maybe I'm being paranoid, but at the very least, they're planning out how to, you know, deal with my, my, I guess, ascent within the party. And, 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 you know, we are political opponents, not because we hate each other or anything like that, but because we have, uh, in some cases, wildly divergent ideas of where the, the LP should be going. That's, that's also okay. And that's okay for us to have that, that, that disagreement. And it's okay for us to oppose each other. But what I'm not going to do is give up my, good feelings about myself and the mindfulness and the good place that I'm in in order to have some kind of uh, temporary cathartic reaction to being mean to someone else unnecessarily. And that's different from legitimate criticism. I can give a legitimate criticism and a concern and what I think is wrong, but there's a way to do that while still being respectful to that person, respectful to myself, because I deserve to be someone who isn't being intentionally harmful and malicious to others and just respectful of the fact that we're all experiencing things as humans. Very few of us are just evil people that want to harm others. Most of us are just people dealing with whatever level of damage we've experienced in life and trying to make the best of it. And if we treat people that way, it is hard for them not to at least partially treat us back that way Um, because it, it is infectious. Like It is infectious to be kind to each other. I agree with that so much, so yeah. much. Um, so, you know, and when ahead. I was talking earlier about, you know, how, uh, like at the very beginning of the show about uh, my local party, that's, that's a huge part of, of the approach that we took and how we were able to grow in a rural Texas County, right? Um, you know, substantially grow was we treated everybody with love and kindness we we always met in public we were loud we were proud yeah we were loving and you know there the everybody that was there you know people when when you have people like jc cook who live in your county you know you are extremely lucky yeah because jc talking in public is going to draw people in because he speaks with love and he permeates love and he is one of the funniest people I've ever met and one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. And that's actually, you know, that's what I love about our campaign team. I I feel like we have the most brilliant and creative minds on our campaign team. I I agree. I think we have some amazing minds. Yeah. We are running a campaign that I think unless I'm, need to be educated i don't believe that there has ever been a campaign on a serious platform i mean there so there was like the rhino party in canada where they intentionally were just sort of like how vermin used to just be purely satirical there was no actual intention of, of winning anything i believe that this is 
it has to be completely different from any other type of serious political campaign, at least that I've heard of in the U.S. And we're doing this, learning as we go, basically by the seat of our pants, doing a terrific job. I don't think anyone thought we'd come anywhere near this far and doing it completely different from anyone else, completely rewriting the book on how to do it and, uh, and, 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 and spreading kindness so that even the people that didn't like us and actually hated us have a hard time disliking us because we're being kind, we're being nice, we're being uh, personable, we are demonstrating actual empathy for them even though we don't agree on a subject. And I think that there's a... Uh, you know, they say kill them with kindness or whatever, but it's it, there's something to be said about just being kind as a default. doesn't mean you let people walk all over you. It doesn't mean that right. you don't bring up legitimate concerns and criticisms. It means that you do so in a way that is respecting of myself and respecting of who I want to be as a person and who you want to be as a person and, and respecting that the person I'm talking to also has self-worth and self-value and that there's no reason for me to tear that down if I don't have to. So... So that's how uh, that's how I feel. I love us. I love this team. <laughs> I love you. I I love Berman. I love everybody on our staff. I mean, and I mean, and this is how like we end our campaign calls, like you know, saying "I love you" to each other, like, yeah, a gazillion times, and we randomly text each other, just "I love you." Like you know, the other day I just randomly texted dave jones that and he randomly texted me that today you know yeah. and, and it came in at a time when i needed to hear that too it was really cool like yeah y'all just really love and support one another and um you know like it, it's <laughs> excuse me um it, it's it's amazing like we just keep picking each other up and i love that about this movement in general like yeah it, it's hard because we are in the libertarian movement, you know, on the whole, we are constantly fighting against just unimaginable uh, strife and bullshit and everything yep. that comes at us that works against us. But we, even when we disagree on, on um, how we spread our message or, right or whatever we all still freaking love each other like people always talk about how we hate each other but i don't see i i see that sometimes but mainly what i see is love and i i see us all picking one another up and that's what i i love about like you know paul grindle is uh ken armstrong's campaign manager mm -hmm. paul grindle mm -hmm. is a very good friend of mine who i love very deeply and we probably should be at odds with one another, but we're right. not. Like, we, you know, we share information with one another. And and the same is true for some of the other campaign teams. Actually, I know Ken just dropped his presidential campaign to run for VP, but um, that was just today. But, you know, that, that's been the culture all along. Like, there's a lot of love. Dan Berman is, is running for president. He's one of my best yeah he's he's i was on his show and we were just talking about how much we agree with each other on wh where we need to go and it's like you're technically my opponent cool quote unquote you know like maybe not my opponent but my running mate's opponent but that's yeah. not naturally how we're looking at each other and um it's a good thing we, we we share information too like you know obviously nothing that's confidential of course of course 
you know, like Dan, well, hey, did you know about this? Or, you, yep. you know, like um, he wants to make sure that we're always included because there's been a culture of us not being included Yeah, yeah. in some cases. Um, you know, and Dan's always the first to point that out to us and, and wants Berman to have a voice in the race. Brian Ellison does the same thing. Brian Ellison's also running for president. Brian Ellison is somebody else who I deeply, deeply, deeply love and respect. Um, and in fact, actually speaking of Dan, Brian, and I, and JC, and my husband, like we all put out a game called Thin Blue Line. <laughs> and that was inspired by Brian's various exploits with the police, resulting in him getting a restraining order where he couldn't be within 50 feet of any police officer within and, the United States. And then no and Not no just- one else no one else could come into contact on his behalf. Right. So there started yeah, a there started a <laughs> there was a viral campaign to, to of people to go up to random police officers and say Brian Ellison says hi, and they'd it go, and they'd go, okay, hi, like because they have no idea what's, what's good. They don't know there's a nationwide you know blackout on Brian Ellison talking to police. They have no idea what I'm even. But people just walking up and videoing themselves saying, Brian Ell- Officer Brian Ellison says hi. That was oh, great. That was yeah, great. it's great. Who's there Brian Ellison? Brian says high card in the in blue line game that fucks you. So there's that. It fucks you. <laughs> that is funny. So yeah, you know, one of the things I saw, and this is me being empathetic with our opponents again, a lot of the people who have been the most viscerally opposed to Vermin, it has come from a place of legitimate concern. We are yeah. running a total divergent campaign. Right, like we are running a very um, divergent campaign. We're running a very ambitious idea of unironically running a man who fancies himself a time traveling wizard who wears a boot on his head, and that's and, and it, we're doing great. Trust. What's that? And a tyrant that you can trust. A tyrant that you can trust because he's going to give you a pony, but you better brush your teeth like this. And we are unironically presenting this, understanding that it is a satirical character, which people get, but we're still doing it. And a lot of people are are, leg- are understandably, I was one of them, a lot of people are understandably concerned. Vermin and I have done a great job of reaching these people. Not all of them have been convinced, and that's fine, but reaching these people and having them understand what our intentions are, why we're doing it, showing them the results, so that, but mostly demonstrating that we understand why they're worried, and we understand and get it, and are okay with the fact that they're worried. We'd like an opportunity to explain why they don't need to be worried. But if they're still worried afterwards, we still understand and respect that. That alone has given us, especially Vermin, so much goodwill with people who go, you know, I don't know what to think, but he definitely, you know, he at least gets it, he understands, and he's not, he doesn't actually think he's a time-traveling wizard or whatever. Like, that has been a very powerful, uh, a very powerful way of doing it, so. what? Uh, what you see my phone, can you? Possibly. Here, put. Quite light. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to, what is it? It's the, uh, the recruitment, the POTUS recruitment competition. Oh, the newest results? Yeah. Here, let me pull it up. I can pull that up. Hold on. Uh, LP. Cool. And I, you know, I, I feel like this is a testament to what you're saying, you know, which made me look it up. Um, 
Yeah, it looks like we're at, yeah. I don't know, maybe 117 or so. Yeah, and there's one, one, one day left to it. Um, hold on, let me pull, uh, let me pull this up yeah. so I can show people. Um, we have, yeah. is this the newest one? Yeah, this is the newest one. Okay. So as of today, and we've been, we've been doing regular updates on this on muddied waters, uh, of freedom and on our show. Um, so vermin Supreme has somewhere around, I guess, 110, 115, uh, he basically has more than everyone else combined and about more than three times as many as any other competitor. Um, we believe that this speaks to the concerns that vermin isn't bringing people into the movement. Um, yeah. he is absolutely bringing people in the, into the movement. This doesn't include the people who just hear about us and then just, you know, join the libertarian party. Normally, these are the people who specifically use our, um, our specialized link, uh, so that it can be attributed to vermin. Um, this speaks to what we are doing and how we are doing it. And I mean, I can pull up, you know, we, every internet poll, we win. Doesn't matter where where it is, we win. And there will be people who, and I get what they're saying, but they'll say, they'll say, well, yeah, but that wasn't just libertarians voting. Yeah, that's who you're going to need in the general election. Yeah, that's, yeah. Turns out you're, you're going to need them to get more than two, three percent, whatever. So, um, so, but I get it. I mean, it, it, I, uh, again, as someone who, uh, up until having vermin, really uh, just before having vermin on, by the time I had vermin on, I got it, but it took me a while of really exploring it and seeing what it is we're doing here. Um, anyway, so I am very happy to have you on. I am so glad that you came on before I have you do your final thoughts. Uh, are you okay with playing a little game with me called final, my fellow Americans? what it's called final my fellow mayor it's like a final oh, yeah, jeopardy yeah, yeah. Time. okay That's so uh, it, it sounds scary the final no it's uh it's a fun thing so what we do is i give you 30 seconds to answer a series of questions which is nowhere near enough time to do so but that's just how it is that's how we do it um because that's how long the song is um for this installment of final my fellow americans i'm going to name a series of psychedelics and you tell me how long you would trip on just a single dose. All okay. Right. Do you need Got some it. time or? Nope, I'm good. Okay, so I'm going to start naming these off once the uh, music starts. Uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Good luck. LSD. 12 hours. 12 hours? Yeah. Okay, DMT. 15 minutes, that feels like eternity. Okay. Um, Ololiqui, otherwise known as Morning Glory Seeds. Do not know. Do not know? Okay. A handshake from Vermin Supreme. Forever. Forever. Uh, psilocybin. Psilocybin. Um, four hours before if you smoke some really good weed. Okay. Pop country. No idea what that is. It's, it's pop country music. Oh, God. Zero seconds. Okay. Ecstasy. 12 hours? Okay. Uh, uh, no, I don't know if it's 12 hours, actually. It's been a while, but... Uh, peyote, otherwise known as mescaline. Mm, I think that's like three or four hours. Okay. Yogurt that you left outside for a week, but you eat it anyway because it still had the fruit on the bottom. Yikes. 
Um, I think that varies by person. (laughs) How good your gut health is. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. You know, however long you wind up on the toilet or in front of the toilet. That's fair. Uh, Ketamine. Eight to ten hours. Okay. And then finally, of course, a badger. Forever and ever and ever. Amen. Yeah, forever and ever. Amen. Exactly. So, Desiree, you've been absolutely amazing. I love you. You're great. Next time I'll have you and Tyler on, we'll have a whole thing and maybe even JC. Once people are allowed to be around each other, we'll do that. But uh, so. Oh, you have JC too because, damn it, I miss him. (laughs) So I want to give, before I let you go, I just want to give a quick, where is it? Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to give you a quick update on the Vermin Supreme Spike Cohen ticket. Uh, I guess you might as well see this while you're here. Um, but basically, we just showed the uh, the um, we just showed the the competition results where uh, we where we walked away with it. Um, basically, uh, where we're walking away with that. But here are some other things that happened uh, over the last week. Vermin was in a huge. He's been in many debates, uh, but he was in a huge debate uh, called the the system is down. Uh, debate hosted by the system is down had all of the presidential candidates at the time uh oh and also uh fun fact i don't know oh, if you know this De- i love sam rob by the way i don't yeah. know i love him he's such a freaking wonderful kind human being he but is he's I- he's he's fantastic and i don't know if you know this but a certain someone actually closed out the debate uh, i was invited on after it was over and they were just wrapping things up and I gave a very rousing uh, f- three-minute-long stump speech that I closed everything out with that I made up on the top of my oh, head. That was great. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to, I so I just made it. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I didn't either. Uh, Chris reached out and said, hey, you want to come on? Or Dan, Dan reached out and asked, you want to come on? I'm like, yeah. And so I did. So, And I no doubt, Kenny's at least partially. What's that? I would vote for Kenny's hat for president. Oh, I lo- yeah, I love Kenny's hat. But no I, doubt, I love Kenny, but I really love his hat. His hat, Kenny and his hat as uh, running mates. Um, no doubt, at least partially as a result of my rousing ending speech, uh, we completely, or Vermin completely walked away with the uh, debate poll. Um, I believe at last count, it was like 900 and something to... Oh, wow. Yeah, 900 and something to, I think, 200 and something. Uh, just completely just kind look of who's dominating <laughs> look look who is dominating everyone vermin supreme and uh so that's what happened there now i will give you some updates on what's happening and it's easiest for me to look at my calendar on my phone than to try to remember all this stuff he uh, also wanted to ask a libertarian debate poll as oh, well did he oh he won the the uh oh that's right he won he he won both the the yeah. first and second choice ones, right? Yeah. Well, so it was like ranked choice voting. So he won that, and then he also won the first place. Because like, he wins every poll. If you yeah. open it to the public, he wins everything, which is what should matter because it's an election. Um, so here is our calendar. Uh, tomorrow. What's today? When's it? Yeah. Tomorrow. I haven't updated you. Go ahead. Uh, so tomorrow, 
Um, uh, Vermin is going to be on the Think Liberty debate and interview. Uh, I'm going to, at 9 p.m., I'm going to be on the Ask a Libertarian podcast uh, at 7. Um, On May the 1st, which is Friday, uh, Vermin and I both uh, will be on the Delaware meetup on Zoom. Uh, That's what I didn't tell you. Right before we got on tonight, uh, Mike reached out to me about... So, yeah, you're both going to do Iowa. We're both doing Iowa? Okay, cool. I had it in here just in case. So we're doing the LP Delaware meetup. If you're a, me- if you're a member of LP Delaware, I'll be there 7 to 7.30. Uh, and then from 8, uh, I guess, till 9, we'll be in the LP of Iowa happy hour on Zoom. Uh, I will, again, my Zoom calls, there's a good chance I'm not wearing a shirt. Um, the uh, On May 2nd, uh, Vermin is doing... <laughs> Vermin is doing the LP Kentucky debate at eight, and then, and at two he's doing the NYU Views special event, which is I'm doing that too, aren't I? Uh, yes, you are, and it's a it's actually kind of a big deal, but I haven't um, wanted to go super public with that yet. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. I mean, no, no, promote it, of course. Oh, okay, know, okay, okay. I. I I just can't wait to see how this is going to go. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be like, excuse me, it's going to be like super case in point for our campaign team. And okay. I love we are, that. we are boot pilling America starting with the youngest voters. It is amazing to watch these yeah, college events. Why you film student with us in New Hampshire. Remember? Yep. Yep. No, I remember. Yeah. So, and, and so also on Saturday at 8 p.m., I will be a part of the Whiskey Region of the Libertarian Party uh, meetup. I, I made this graphic. That's why it's on here. Um, on uh, Saturday the 2nd at 7 p.m., featuring yours truly uh, and John Mons, uh, Paige Sexton, uh, Joshua Smith, and the beloved, beloved Tom Arnold will be there as well. So These that'll are be some fun. beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone these are some in of, that photo is super beautiful. Yeah, some of my favorite people. I then love on Tom. and then on Sunday uh, at seven thirty, I believe I will be in the Mises Caucus Vice Presidential de- Forum. It's not a debate; it's a forum. We don't say debate. Don't say debate. It's a forum. No debating. It's a forum. We are forming at the Mises Caucus. Uh, it's going to be me. Forming. <laughs> We're forming. We're just forming. Um, you know, we're just, I just want to be friends. We're just talking. Um, and, uh, it's going to be me, uh, Larry Sharp, and I believe Ken Armstrong will be there. Um, because, uh, interesting news that happened last night, Craig Bowden, who was running for VP, uh, dropped out and endorsed, uh, a very hairy Jew that you may have heard of this guy right here. Um, and so we do love Craig and, uh, I support him hundred percent in any of his future endeavors. Craig, thank you again. Um, I, I love Craig. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. Craig's a great guy. I was kind of, I mean, it's a bittersweet thing, right? Like you yeah. want your competition to endorse you and drop out, but you also like missed having that. So anyway, so we will it's see. Endorsement, though. Like he did well. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 He did. And, uh, so that'll be on Sunday. Then on Monday, I'm actually taking a rare day off. And then on Tuesday. Oh. Yeah, I know. Same. No, I have to. I'll tell you about it later. I have to. But uh, <laughs> then on Tuesday, Vermin's doing a radio interview at 6 p.m. Uh, I am doing my show 
the Muddy Waters of Freedom, uh, and then uh, probably at 7, and then we're doing the LP Chicago virtual meeting on Tuesday, and then... Because, I, I mean, it's like every day, right? Every day except yeah. Monday. Uh, and then come right back here next yeah, Wednesday. What's that? It's fun. It is fun. Um, and so those are the things. Uh, next week, Muddy Waters of Freedom, or my fellow Americans, right back here. Uh, but before I let you go, I want to give you a chance to give your final thoughts, anything you feel like we didn't get a chance to discuss, anything you want to plug, bring up, whatever you want to say. Desiree, Lindsay, the floor is yours. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we covered a lot. We did. um, did. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Spike. Like, you're one of my most favorite people on the planet, so there's that. Um, I, I, I love what you're doing. I love what Berman's doing. I love what our team is doing. I love... You know, obviously, I hope that we win the nomination. That's what what we're here for. But even if we don't, you and Vermin have built a movement. And it's unique and it's special. And it's based on love and compassion and humor and levity. And, like, there there are just things that, that you and Vermin can bring to the table that nobody else can. And that's not... A, uh, a negative at anyone at all. But right. It's just my belief in the two of you as individuals and as a team. And I, I love a lot of the candidates that are running seriously mm-hmm. so much. Like we have a very deep talent pool. I wish we could just yes. kind of everyone together. Like that create like, like a unified cool. ticket. Yeah, yeah. 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 It would be, it, it would actually be like super duper cool because everybody has a different approach and I feel like we could reach more people that way, but um, we cannot. There is election law and so on. So, you know, I'm Team Supreme and Team Spike, as long as y'all will have me. And it's it's just an honor to work with and know you and Vermin. And I'm glad to be here. And um, we need a kazoo more kazoo more yeah yeah we we had some kazoo comments here so very pro kazoo crowd here so folks Uh thanks again thanks again for tuning in and uh i i I can't keep track of all the events but just stay tuned on on uh, muddy waters media and spike cohen your next vp and vermin supreme we post when we're live on stuff and uh we will uh we will be all over the internet and uh I, if you're a delegate, I'll probably be calling you soon if I haven't already. And uh, thank you again for tuning in, and we will see you very soon. And God bless you.
Open up to only find 